Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. in Missoula Sports Center. The collection of local standout football players gave pledges to both the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Most recent commitment came earlier this week as Laurel senior Bo Dantic gave his promise to Montana head coach Bobby Houck. Dantic, who's rushed for nearly 1,000 yards and 10 touchdowns this season, has helped locomotives reach the chipper for the second year in a row. Dantic is one of 11 known commitments for the upcoming recruiting class, including Hellgate wide receiver Ian Finch and Helena wideout Chase McGurin. Over the last three seasons, the 6'3 Finch caught 162 passes for 2,741 yards and 28 scores. The six-foot McGurin caught 58 passes for 829 yards and 10 touchdowns this season. The other in-state commits for the Grizz include Helena quarterback Caden Hewitt and Helena linebacker Marcus Evans, Hamilton athlete Tyson Rostad, Jefferson athlete Joey Visser, Missoula Sentinel athlete Zach Cruz, and Kalispell Glacier kicker Patrick Rohrbach. Missoula Hellgate lineman Tommy Nielsen gave his commitment to Montana State earlier this month. He joins other Bobcat in-state commits, including Gallatin tight end Ryland Schlepp, Red Lodge lineman Burke Mastel, Florence lineman Ethan Abbott, Billings West Twins Caden and Taco Dowler, and Jake Deegan, the son of head coach Brent Deegan. The Bobcats play the Grizzlies for the 120th time on the football field high noon. Watch the Grizzly Stadium on Saturday. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
little clash for you on a Wednesday. Man, I'm so happy. Greatest week of the year. Thanks so much for hanging out. We are trying to make this as awesome as possible because it couldn't even be more awesome given the circumstances of the game. But we're trying to get each and every awesome person I've come across in my career involved in this because this is awesome. This is a highly anticipated, one of the most highly anticipated showdowns of the season, and we can't wait for state championship Saturday around the state of Montana, including Montana State at Montana, the 120th time. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? Some great guests to kick this thing off. Brooks Nuana, SkylineSportsMT.com, stopped by to give us his diagnosis of what might occur on Saturday afternoon in Missoula. We also heard from Montana State head coach Brent Vegan as part of our Across the Sideline and got y'all set up with some Grizz Hoops tickets as well. Everything from today's first hour can be found in the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, Sportsbet Montana, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Time now for our ESPN Roundtable, which is our long-form interview each week here on Nuanas Now. We go to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in one of the, the best guys I've ever come across when it comes to talking Big Sky Conference football, a guy I've missed dearly, and a guy that knows the ins and outs of the Cackers rivalry about as well as anybody. It's Mike Kramer, four-time Big Sky Conference Coach of the Year, and a guy who spent multiple stints at Montana State coaching in this rivalry. Krabs, what's going on, my man? How you doing? Coulter, what in the world is happening on this great Cat Grizz week? Man, what a what a, what a deal this thing is setting up to be this coming Saturday. Can't wait for it, man. First and foremost, before we get into some of the game and some of the Big Sky Conference in general this year, what have you been up to? I haven't talked to you in a little while. We used to talk every single week on the Big Sky Coaches Call, but I haven't talked to you in a minute. So how's how's things been going? Where are you at? Well, we got done in uh, late March of 2017 and uh, been really involved with our families really, really close. We have two daughters and a couple grandkids, and uh, we went through some tough times, and we survived it, and everybody's moving forward. And now we're just hanging out, enjoying life, doing a little tractor driving, which uh, feeds my farm boy, Gene, <laughs> and uh, hanging out with the uh, former old big sky tight end, Blake Wolf, uh, and his family farm just uh, north here of Clarkson. So we live over in eastern Washington or around our friends and family and get a chance to watch a lot of local football and a lot of TV, obviously, uh, or a lot of big sky football in ESPN+. Plus. So it's been fun. I feel like I'm pretty much now engaged again. And it's great to talk with you, man. Well, so good to have you here. And uh, can't wait to get into some of this rivalry stuff. I actually saw Blake Wolf at the game in Bozeman uh, this last weekend. He was in town, so <laughs> saw him for a minute. And it was good seeing him, too, for sure. Uh, but, Coach, let's start way back at the very beginning. You played your college ball at Idaho, so you have uh, known about rivalries against the Montana Grizzlies for quite some time. So uh, just take well, us through kind of your perception of it. <laughs> Well, the first thing is, is that my very first game uh, against the University of Montana was way back in uh, 1972. Maybe it was 1872. <laughs> but uh, in that game, we, we beat the Grizzlies in Moscow. Uh, no dome, just no roof on the stadium. Colin Mack, a sophomore wide receiver, scored three touchdowns that day. And it seemed like, okay, well, I'm at Idaho, and that's Montana, and Montana's on the skids a little bit, and, and off we roll. And, and lo and behold... Uh, it was a pretty back-and-forth, give-and-take rivalry during my playing days. And at the same time, 200 miles from Missoula down in Bozeman, Sonny Holland was getting the 
Bobcat program on its feet all the way towards the 1976 National Division II Championship. So during my time as a player, I really got to see and (laughs) participated in and really helped in a way. I really helped the Grizzly football program rise while the Bobcats had risen to uh, a pretty high height themselves. So uh, I'm I'm pretty intimately involved. I've, I've played for... A lot of guys who have Montana connections, of course, Coach Erickson came to the University of Idaho in 1974, and he brought John McMahon out of Montana Tech. And then McDenny was the high school coach out here in eastern Washington at uh, my high school alma mater, Colton, and won two back-to-back state championships and took the job at Helena High School in Helena, Montana. When I graduated, he said, hey, come on, let's go. (laughs) And uh, we went, and Sandy went to school at Carroll College, and she's a fighting saint. And uh, and we were in Montana then, 77 through 82, as a high school staff, able to look at both programs, how they ebbed and flowed a little bit. The Grizzlies, of course, uh, under Larry Donovan, were promising that they could get something better than Dornblazer, and it really didn't seem like it was on the horizon. In the meantime, the Bobcats were struggling a little bit. They got... They let Sonny Lubick go, who's just an outstanding Montana person and a great Bobcat football coach, and who went on to Hall of Fame career down at Colorado State, and replaced him with a series of guys uh, uh, that that really weren't as attached to the program maybe as maybe they should be. And Dave Arnold became the head coach in 1983, and we went <laughs> and hired me out, out the high school ranks, uh, and we went one and ten. And I never heard the Bobcats go one and ten ever. And the next year in 84, we got uh, lucky in a lot of ways and performed well in a lot of ways and went on to win the national championship. And had to, to do that, had to had to go through a, a great Cad Grizz game in Missoula, in which Marty Mornenweg, the erstwhile great Grizzly quarterback, uh, really staked the Grizzlies to a halftime league. And we had to make a comeback, come from behind win, uh, captivated by touchdown catch by Tom Mallon, a tight end out of Missoula, playing for the Bobcats. Of course, we went on uh, to win the uh, Big Sky Conference, go into the playoffs, play all home games, and then went all the way up to Charleston, South Carolina, and history was made. Well, in the meantime, um, the Grizzlies had finally decided that uh, time to look for a a new football coach. Uh, A couple of years later, they hired Don Reed, and of course, uh, Coach Reed came in, along with uh, the Washington group, was able to to build the stadium on campus, and all of a sudden, things started to shake for the Grizzlies. They had a, a quarterback that, who, in 1985, had been a wishbone quarterback, who, in 1986, became a pro and all over the place quarterback, who's still on the coaching staff at the University of Montana, Brett Pease. And Brett Pease, along with Mike Rice, who ran wide receiver screen the way no one had ever seen before, uh, allowed the Grizzlies to rise, rise, rise. And of course. Uh, and in an epic game in Washington Grizzly Stadium, uh, the Grizzlies were able to just thump the Bobcats in 1986. And a week later, we were let go. We probably deserved it, too. And the Grizzlies continued to rise, uh, had a couple shots at, at, at the national playoffs there for a while. And then it still took a while for the Grizzlies to rise all the way to the top. It took the arrival of an unheralded quarterback in Dave Dickinson and the continued efforts of a, a great Grizzly coaching staff to push the Grizzlies to the 1995 national championship. And by the time that Dave was a senior, he'd established that the rule changes in college football had made throwing the football down the field on every down, regardless of the situation, 
something that everybody could be a part of. And it was just fun to watch and fun to see. And uh, they, they really, really preferred at it. They were really, really good. Of course, Coach Reed retired and, and Coach Denny, who had taken me to Montana in the first place, now becomes the head coach of the University of Montana. In the meantime, I'm now at Eastern Washington. I get a chance to play against both those programs in and out a little bit every single season. And uh, finally became a head coach in 1994. It still took us a while. We got a chance to play against the Grizzlies in 1997, our stellar year at Eastern Washington uh, in Missoula. And we're able to get out of town with, with a win. And that really, really captivated or catapulted the Eastern Washington program uh, forward in its own right. And uh, that culminated, of course, in the 2010 National Championship. But go back to the University of Montana. The University of Montana, under uh, John Edwards in 2001, won a national title under Coach Dennehy. And, uh, and things were just, or under, under Coach Glenn, and things were just going fantastic uh, for the Grizzlies. In the meantime, the Bobcats got mired in a cat grizz ditch. <laughs> they just they just couldn't find a way out. And finally, uh, after two years of trying, and when I became the head coach again at Montana State University in 2000, we found a way to make enough plays on a snowy <laughs> Saturday afternoon, and uh, the rest was history. 10-7 was the final, and, and since then, the game has twisted back and forth a little bit. And in the later years, in the last couple of years, it seemed like uh, the Bobcats have held sway over the Grizzlies in this game. And so... I know how Bobby feels. I'm, I'm very close friends with Bobby. Uh, he's been one of those guys that from the day that I got let go at Montana State in 2007, he was a guy that's been on the phone texting me, calling me, making sure I'm okay <laughs> for all my tractor driving, combine driving, and all the travels and travails, the family and stuff like that. And he stayed pretty tight. And uh, I, I've always deeply appreciated it. I consider him an outstanding friend. And, and I'm rooting very, very hard for Bobby, and I'm rooting very hard for both teams to have a great game on Saturday. Well, so great to have you back, Coach. Mike Kramer joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio. Your memory and your way to articulate it is just second to none, man. You're hi- if you ever want to come out of retirement, you're hired. You can come hang out with us all the time <laughs> if you ever want to. Uh, Mike Kramer joining us here on the ESPN Roundtable. It's Nuanas Now. You can also find it at SWX Montana Television. Coach, you've been between your stops as an assistant at Montana State, head coach at Eastern Washington, head coach at Montana State, and head coach at Idaho State. You've had many matchups with both of these schools, uh, both as the head coach at Montana State, but then also against the Bobcats several times as well. But just compare and contrast, and do you remember some of the epic moments that you've had in each stadium? Because they are two of, if not the two best venues in the entire league. Well, they certainly are, and and they weren't when I began this pro with the you know I began being involved in this program. You know, Dornblazer was a, a, just a a temporary venue for a lot of years. It was, the, the thought was that they would be able to get to the stadium that they have now. I actually saw those plans on my recruiting trip in the fall of 1971, and it wouldn't be until the fall of. 86 that that would get done so in the meantime uh, it just seemed like that was the yo-yo that just kept dragging down complete stabs and and generations of football and legions of football players at the university of montana and then when i became an assistant coach um <laughs> for dave arnold in 83 it was the only game we won 
<laughs> That's amazing. The only game you win is the Bobcat Grizz game. <laughs> if you're going to win a game in this rivalry, you better win that game. And that, of course, allowed us to, to stay on site for the next year, uh, which culminated the national championship. And the year after that, in 1985, down in Bozeman, we won two games, which is one of the most uh, tremendous leaps up uh, in record from 83 to 84, and one of the most precipitous falls from 84 to 85 I've ever heard of. So you go 12 and 2 to 2 and 9, but one of those two games, of course, came against the Grizzlies uh, in Bozeman, and we were able to win that ball game. And we had a short leash on life, I, I would say, because we really didn't get much better the next year. We were a little young on, on defense, and uh, even though Kelly Bradley had been the MVP of the league and first-team All-American quarterback as a sophomore. The cast on the offense had changed so dramatically that by his senior season, he was no longer that kind of elite quarterback. And so by the time we get to the Cadgers game in 1986, man, we are hanging on. I'll tell you a great story, though. So we we lined up in in a defense in which our corners would go to the same side as the wide receivers. And the Grizzlies had played a lot of four wide receiver that year, but they'd also played a little bit of tight end. On the very first play of the game, Scott Guernsey lines up at wide tight end, in tight, and that matched him up against our strong safety. And, of course, uh, Brett Pease took the, took the snap, went back, and heaved it down the field to Guernsey, who outraced our safety for like a 90-yard game. I don't know. It seemed like it was a 1,000-yard game in one play, and we never recovered. One play. One great coaching move by by the Grizzlies and, and, and a great, great execution on the play by Pease and by Guernsey. And uh, all those years that Scott was doing the, the Grizzly games with the color guys, I was thinking, God dang, that guy just got away from us on that play. He just he was a good football player and he made a great play. And it, it really elevated this whole event into something new because, of course, the stadium was new that year. And while the Bobcats were years away from making improvements to Reno Sales Stadium, which it was called then, uh, it, w- it helped motivate and kick a lot of people in the in the butt about a Grizzly football and then eventually Bobcat football. And now these are the two preeminent programs at our level in the United States. They absolutely are. This is a top ten showdown on Saturday. But I've been thinking that this is. Even more than that, I still think that no matter what happens on Saturday, these two teams are certainly Final Four contenders and, and certainly in the mix for national championships. So, Coach, I know you've been following this a little bit. Uh, do you have any any takes on uh, these two programs? Because I think yourself as a defensive guy, you must love the way that both these schools are playing defense right now. <laughs> well, both guys, both head coaches, you know, they start with hit teams and then they move to defense and then offense is something you wear like an overcoat. It's it's a necessary <laughs> Uh, not that not that they both dissuade themselves from being offensive masterminds, but they certainly don't allow either offense to just go off, you know, and just do things that would endanger the other two aspects of the sport. And I, I think that's where you find quality staff work, quality coaching, quality leadership, quality understanding of what it really, really does take. Yeah, there there are guys like Mike Leach who can have a nice career regardless of how the defense is playing but you can't he hasn't he hasn't shown that he can get to that elite elite level whereas here we are two top 10 teams uh at the fcs level 
and they're playing primarily on the basis of great defense, solid special teams, and an offense that really doesn't get in the way. And both offenses have had moments this season where they've been pretty darn good, and they have both struggled, and it's been a head-scratcher for probably both coaching staffs and that things have slowed down a little bit for the Bobcats, uh, and the Grizzlies have fought a disastrous uh, slew of injuries on 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 their offensive side of the ball. So, uh, on on the other hand, uh, both teams featured two, uh, two or three of the all-time great Bobcat or Grizzly defensive players that we'll we'll be talking about for fifty years from now. You know, uh, the Anderson kid at, at, at Bozeman is just had an outstanding guy and an outstanding career. And Robbie Hout is the second leading tackler in the Big Sky Conference, playing for his father um, in the secondary at the University of Montana. Both teams don't make mistakes on defense. Both teams don't gamble on defense. Both teams would love to make this game, again, another 10-7 backyard. (laughs) Some people say uh, phone booth. I say chicken booth, chicken coop. Fight. They want to fight and scratch and claw and dig at each other until uh, one of them's laying in the corner squawking. ESPN Roundtable, long-time Big Sky Conference football coach Mike Kramer joining us here on Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. And, Coach, I want to circle back to something you said there that I, I find I have found so fascinating in my time covering this stuff is the paramount and sometimes ultimate nature that both sides, both athletic departments put on this game, and we've seen it pretty much consistently over the last 25 to 30 years where if you're taking care of business against the rival, everything else is almost secondary. I know that there was spurts of time where Montana was taking care of the rival as well as competing on a national level. But we've seen multiple Bobcat coaches uh, that can't get over the top against the Grizz, and that'd be the end of their time at Montana State, regardless of whatever else they do. We've seen it at Montana as well. Bob Stitt was in the playoffs two years, two times in three years. That's definitely not the standard at Montana, but it wasn't as if he was having multiple losing seasons in a row, yet he couldn't get over the top against the Cats, and that was a defining factor in him as well. So what do you think of that dynamic of it? Is it too emphasized amongst uh, the success of a football team, or how do you balance the rivalry with then chasing national prominence and playoff runs? Well, culture, there's a lot of things that go into what what your question is framed as. And I think I can best answer it by saying that for some reason, and it's a phenomenon, sport has become important. And the existential reach of what sport outcomes can be cloud (laughs) a lot of the real things that are really, really important to a lot of, to both schools. And what happens is (laughs) you win, everything is good. You lose, everything's bad. It's just that simple. It just can't, it just can't, you can't couch it in any, (laughs) in any other terms other than to say that, Hey, there's no record. There's no previous. There's no excuses. You either do or don't. Period. 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 And with that being said, I think every coach that's taken a job, a head coach, and as assistant coach at either one of two schools, know what's at stake. They have. And it's just it's just the way it has gone. And I I think those 16 years or 17 years or whatever it was, I think it uh, accentuated, uh, made it hyper important that somehow, some way, something like that doesn't get away again. And now, 
we find uh, the Grizzly fans chewing on their fingers, chewing on their fingernails, <laughs> biting their kids' head off. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, not, not really. And, and you find Bobcats thinking, oh, God, maybe this is not the year we're going to continue on in our domination. Hopefully we can. Hopefully we'll do it right. We got a new head coach. You know, Brett's never been involved in this yet. So I'm sure that he's had some conversation with people he considers to be close friends. Good, good boosters. Great advisors. We might have lost Mike Kramer, ESPN Roundtable, SWX Montana Television, as well as ESPN Radio. What a phenomenal storyteller. I forgot how much I missed talking to that guy. We do have a few minutes left, so we'll try to get Coach Kramer back just to put a bow on this thing real quick. But the ESPN Roundtable is presented by Paradise Falls of Missoula. Paradise Falls, 30 draft beers, 18 big screen TVs, breakfast, lunch, dinner. They got early and late happy hour. It's a great place to go watch and hang out. You can get yourself some lunch, then maybe – you know, sample a beer, watch multiple different college football games. They'll have all sorts of college and high school action going on down there all weekend. And then, uh, obviously, on Sunday, the NFL as well. Paradise Falls, the proud presenter of the ESPN Roundtable. Go check them out at 3621 Brook Street in Missoula, Paradise Falls. Missoula's coolest hot spot. We got Mike Kramer back. Coach, sorry we got cut off there for a minute, but it, it is the phenomenon of it all and, and maybe the, the higher priority on uh, winning rather than all the other benefits that come from sport, a fascinating thing. And, it's and you know, I, I think it, it gets emphasized a little bit more and more every year, and that's good. You know, both, both teams, both schools have put a tremendous amount of resources into making their facilities showcase um, their football team's talent. And so there's always a lot riding on every Saturday at home, let alone uh, this Saturday, w- whether it's at, in Missoula or in Bozeman. And I think that's, it's re- and really, culture, it's really fun. It really is fun. You know, e- even, uh, and we lost there in 2004 and then again in 2006. And on the way home, the last thing I was was suicidal about it because I knew we had played well. We were playing against a great program, a great heritage, and awesome fans and that, that's the grizzly fans have taught the bobcat fans how to be they really have uh, i couldn't wait to go into grizzly stadium when i was an assistant coach at eastern washington after the stadium had really gotten rocking and rolling and it was fun it still is it's still a, a great place to go and the bobcats have just emulated that uh, not just with facilities and not just with money but with enthusiasm and <laughs> vocals and the band and everything. Everything's good. So uh, I'm pretty proud of the fact that both schools are doing so well, and I'm looking forward to a great game on Saturday. Absolutely a great game. Two more things for you, Coach, and thanks so much for spending time with us. It's been awesome talking to you. love catching up, love listening to your stories. <laughs> but you mentioned Brent Vegan, though, and Coach Vegan's done a phenomenal job at Montana State in year one. I think that the biggest piece of credit you could give him is is how steady-handed he has been. It's very fun to watch him coaching games because he is so objectively different than so many of the guys I've been around at the Montana schools. And uh, he, But his ability to get his playmakers the ball has been very impressive. His ability to absolutely ride the awesome defense that they have that's led by Troy Anderson and, and spearheaded by Chase Benson, one of the best interior guys in the league, has been awesome. But, Coach, he has never coached in this game before. What's it like going in the belly of the beast in Missoula for the first time? <laughs> you know, I know a lot of words, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's something. 
you know, it's uh, it, it begins, you know, really as that, as that last seconds tick off the clock of the last game last Saturday night. And by Sunday, you know, you've already got that pit in your stomach. And then by Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, you know, you're trying to do everything you can to, you know, stay the course, be a leader, show your people that it's not going to be that, you know, it's not going to be that uphill. And then on Friday, uh, as you roll down to Missoula, you just have to enjoy the trip and look out there and and see lots of other people doing lots of other things that are probably not going to really care about it. <laughs> because by the time you get into town on, on Friday night, it seems like now everybody's aiming at you. So to me, and because it's not akin to combat, it's not akin to a battle. It's not, it's not war. It's exercise of your opportunity athletically to the utmost and the most extreme at our level. And I just think that's, that's the most fun. That's what you, that's why you coach, you know, there's a lot of other games this Saturday in the big sky conference. A lot of other teams are playing and they will not even come close to what this is all about. And that's why this thing where it's scheduled and how it's scheduled, uh, just keeps the season alive for everybody all the way down to the bitter end. And I know, you know, you talk about Ohio state, Michigan and Texas, Oklahoma, and you go on to, you know, Florida, Alabama or whatever. You can keep going on and on and on, but this one is personal. This one is about grade school kids wanting to grow up to be Bobcats or Grizzlies. This is about junior high kids deciding where they want to go to college when they get in after they get out of high school based upon who's been successful in the perception that that maybe place is more well-run or better run. So a lot, going, a lot comes out of this game that's not just about the doggerel of the win-loss record. No doubt about it. Uh, awesome perspective. Last thing for you then, Coach Mike Kraber joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. This game, what do you think, well, not to the deciding factor, but what could be the thing that tips the pendulum? Because to me, when I look at it on paper, break it down, there's a, a, a lot of advantages on each side. I think that, that each side has distinct advantages in terms of matchups and things like that. But when it all plays out, I think it's basically a stalemate. So what is the thing that can make the pendulum swing one way or the other in the favor of these two teams on Saturday? Culture and the history of this thing, and not just the recent history, but the overall history of this thing, it has come down to one little thing at the very end. What was it, four years ago? when uh, the Montana State defense lineman was able to cause a fumble on the goal line as the Grizzlies were going in for the go-ahead touchdown. Was that two years ago? That was 2018, so that's the last time the game was in Missoula. My goodness. So with that being said, I, I, I think of everything, you know, all the plays. I can remember almost every single play for all the years I've coached in this game. And I can remember that play in and of itself. And so I just, maybe it's the last play. <laughs> Seriously, this could be a last play deal because the defenses are pretty tight. The kick teams are very solid. Um, the offenses are not, they're not Eastern Washington level, but they're also going to be coached and led by guys who are going to be pretty dang careful. I mean, you say turnovers, but not, turnovers can be come in a lot of forms. They can, they can come into the wind. They can come at the end of a quarter or at the end of a half. They can come in a, three and out or a four and out. You know, you can you can call them not necessarily a fumble or interception. They just cause something to all of a sudden swing the momentum. 
But for the Bobcats to, to hold on, hang on, hang in there, hold on, hang in there, hang in there, for 59 minutes and 20 seconds or whatever it was, to cause the, the game-winning fumble in the last play epitomizes exactly what this game can be about for both teams. You can never, ever say it's over. You can never, ever say, oh, we don't have a chance. Because the fans will be there, the fans will be rolling, your emotions will get the most of you, and then emotion will run out, and then coaching will run out, and then athletic ability will run out, and all that's going to be left then is guts. And so, I don't know how you measure guts. I wish I, I wish I knew. <laughs> I wish I, you know, put a dipstick in a kid and say, okay, well, he's got 95% guts or 98% guts. You never know until you get in this game and you can make these kind of plays. And since this game is now being played in, in front of a, I wouldn't say COVID-less society, but a, you know, a COVID-restricted society, it's still not quite going to be the fearsome crowd that we've come to expect with this game. Hopefully, you know, in years to come, everybody will either get vaccinated or this thing will disappear and we'll be able to get back to what we consider to be normal, the third or you know, third last Friday in November, Cadre is. Can't wait, man. You got me all pumped up already. Thanks so much for joining us, Krams. You're the man. Hope to talk to you soon. I'll be in touch with you, but appreciate you taking so much time here today. <laughs> Great culture. Love you. You do a great job. You got a great show. You got a great piece of Montana with you now. And I loved everything you guys are doing. So thanks very much for having me on. Mike Kramer. The best there is, the best there was, man. What a guy. Love that guy. I think he went for 10 minutes before he took a breath in that opening history lesson. I promised you it was going to be great. That was even better than I thought it was going to be. Krams has been saving up for a while. What a sweet interview. Got to love Mike Kramer. Thanks so much for swinging by. That was awesome. It's the ESPN Roundtable presented by Paradise Falls. How about another phenomenal storyteller who was also a memorable head coach in this great rivalry, Joe Glenn, the head coach of the 2001 National Champion Grizzlies, stops by. Nuana is now. Keep it right here. ESPN Radio. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home Wednesday, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, broadcasting to you from the Northwest Motorsports Studio. We give away Alpine Touch every Monday. We're giving away a boatload of stuff from Alpine Touch this weekend. Keep those entries coming in. You got two and a half more days to enter. Friday's show, we'll be picking two numbers out of the hat. So keep those entries coming in. All you got to do is follow us on Instagram. Subscribe to our podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and also do the same for Alpine Touch and Haymaker Beef for their Instagram channels. ESPN Missoula, Haymaker Beef, Alpine Touch. Instagram, follow us. Then, podcast, Nuanas Now, YouTube, Nuanas Now. Subscribe. Text us, 
1029. Keep those entries rolling in. We got today, tomorrow, and Friday. You got all the way up until 5 o'clock on Friday to get entered in. But I can't tell you how much stuff we got up front for you. Outside of this studio right here, we got a big grill and otter box, courtesy of Twisted Tea. We also have a giant prize package from Alpine Touch that also will include a beef box from Haymaker Beef delivered to your front door. We also have a Traeger grill out here, Traeger smoker out front. So you're going to get that Traeger smoker, a beef box from Haymaker Beef, as well as a whole bunch of Alpine Touch. I got the sunflower seeds right here in my hand. I can't wait to eat some of those a little later on. And uh, we also have some barbecue sauce, got the all-purpose, got the pepper blend, got the chili lime, got all of it. So keep those entries rolling in right now. Text it once you do all that stuff. Subscribe and follow. Haymaker Beef Alpine Touch, ESPN Missoula. And then text us, 888-1029. That's 888-1029. Well, happy now for an episode I've been looking forward to for quite some time. It's Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Champions, and our podcast guest today, none other than the head coach of that team, Joe Glenn. Coach, thanks so much for joining us. This is a thrill for me as a guy that grew up in Missoula. I was about 14 or 15 years old when you were the head coach at Montana, and it was always so fun for me to follow your teams, and uh, that love of football has carried me now into my career, so I have to thank you first and foremost, but thanks so much for spending some time with us, and how are you doing? Well, you bet. Uh, you're welcome. I'm glad to spend some time with you and share some wonderful memories regarding our team, and um and I know my son Casey Glenn and you have a friendship and uh, have been buddies for a while. So uh, glad to help you out if we can, and um, glad to talk that team up any chance I get. They were the the reunion was fabulous, and but um, just being around the guys and some of the coaches that were on the staff, and um, it just was a really a Kodak moment in our lives, and. Uh, we re-entered that moment a little bit uh, at the reunion, and uh, it was so special. I got to tell you, the, the the staff the in the athletic department just did a fabulous job of uh, entertaining uh, the old timers and um, making them feel welcome and special. And um, they just really threw out the dog and. Uh, it was a great time was had by all. Only thing. That well, we'll start there. Then we'll start with the here and now first before we get into a little bit more of what this last, uh, I guess, a couple weekends ago now was like for you and all your former players. <laughs> yeah. Where's Joe Glad at in the world? What, what have you been doing these last couple of years? Where are you making your home these days? Uh, we, Michelle and I live in um, Eagle, Idaho. It's a suburb of Boise, and uh, we are kind of calling this home for right now. We wanted to be around our grandchildren and we've got two in Lincoln and two here in Eagle and, uh, they're playing, uh, Reagan Glenn is playing volleyball for, uh, Bishop Kelly and, uh, was on the JV team this year and they won, uh, the district (laughs) and Donovan Joseph Glenn is playing, uh, uh, tackle football for his first season. He's been a couple years playing uh, flag football, but uh, his dad, Casey Glenn, is a former football coach at Oklahoma and 
uh, Wyoming, uh, <laughs> South Dakota, and he coached the offensive line so he could get his hands on his son uh, in fifth grade. <laughs> so, but they won. Uh, they won every doggone game until the last one, and uh, but I think they ended up seven and one. And the head coach, I might add, is um, one of our favorites. That uh, <laughs> he was on that team and couldn't be it. But uh, <clears throat> we uh, we are just fabulously happy that we're here and um, able to be a part of um, our family's life and um, just really fortunate. Well, nothing better than chasing grandkids around. There's, that's a sure thing for sure. Well, tell us about it a couple weekends ago. It was the 20th anniversary celebration for the 2001 National Champions, and that must have been a crazy full-circle moment for you, seeing all your players now as guys in their early 40s with their own families. But what, what did you think? I mean, what, what was the experience like coming back to Missoula, being celebrated like that, and also meeting up with a whole bunch of guys you had a huge influence on? Yeah, Coulter, it was just just fabulous. Um, and just, I got to tell you, it's an old expression, but it was almost like, uh, you're drinking out of a fire hydrant. (laughs) I mean, here's some of the most special athletes you ever had a chance to coach that, uh, won the national championship and, um, brought the chipper home and it just, to see them as, you know, fathers now and husbands. Um, and they're all just as successful in that as they were in football. And I get it. They're just good, good people. And uh, I, I don't even how to really tell you how wonderful it was. Just everybody was so glad to see each other. And uh, they had a really great bond. Uh, as student athletes, and and I have to, I have to say this that, and I coached forty two years. That's the most, by far, the most. As I said, it um, unselfish team that uh, I had ever been a part of. I, I mean, everybody wants to score touchdowns, and everybody wants to kick a field goal, and everybody wants to complete a pass or catch one, and. Um, they didn't care, and uh, be real honest with you, one of the major strengths of that team was from tight end to tight end, and even put the fullbacks in there. We had guys that were big and strong uh, up front, and you know we can even get into the height and weight of some of those guys maybe in this call just to make people realize how we managed the line of scrimmage, not just in the championship game, which was special, but also throughout the season. And um, so it was in Johansi Humphrey uh, was All-American. However, Johansi, you never heard him say, I want the ball, I want the ball, or somebody else throw me the ball, or, you know, I'm open, I'm open. You guys, uh, none of that going on. And, of course, we were under the leadership of uh, John Edwards, the quarterback, uh, who now practices law in Billings, and um, 
John, he still to this day could care less <laughs> who scores the touchdown or who caught it or who threw it. He just wanted to win, um, as did almost every single player on the team. Uh, you know, that old deal about um, credit, you know, it just, they were so humble. And, and I will tell you, it's the best offensive line I ever had. Uh, then you throw in um, a couple fullbacks that could be a part of that front, and they would block uh, the in-wheel seal or the backside on some of our zone plays that we ran. And so Johansi had a great chance to cut it back uh, if they really played the, the front side hard. And um, our fullbacks blocked like offensive linemen. But a snippet of our Grizz Greats episode. That was only about mm, 8 to 10 minutes of the great storytelling, so go find that out on all your podcast hosting platforms. Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Champion Grizzlies. Grizz Greats is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications as well as First Security Bank of Missoula. Appreciate everybody that's participated in the Grizz Greats podcast series so far. We'll still have couple more episodes to finish out the series before the end of the year. They're very fun to do. We'll probably actually even have a couple into January as well to finish off that 20-episode run commemorating the Montana football team's most recent national championship. Out, out of the football and into the football, a little soccer for you. What happened in Pullman? University of Montana was in their third NCAA tournament in four years. Andrew Houghton gave us an update right after this. Well, happy now for an episode. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, fiber deployments, and community events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. has to be one of the greatest beginnings to one of the greatest albums of all time. A little Metallica for you here on a Wednesday. It makes me feel like it's a Friday. I can't wait, but I can't all at the same time. I'm actually having major anxiety thinking about the fact this is the last time I'm ever going to see Jace Lewis and Troy Anderson play in Bobcat Grizz games. This like becomes a part of your life because you watch these teams so much. Obviously, I mean it is it is my entire life. That's all I do is <laughs> cover Big Sky Conference sports. But uh, it's gonna be an awesome day on Saturday, and uh, it'd be fun. Sort of uh, celebrating all the great athletes from around the state of Montana. 
Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Everything from today's show, whether it's Brooks Nuanas, Brent Vegan, Mike Kramer, or Joe Glenn, can be found on the podcast, proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, Sportsbet Montana, and the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel. Bring in now, just for a quick minute, Andrew Houghton. We'll probably hash this out a little bit more and probably have uh, a postseason-type interview with Chris Chitavitsky, the head coach from the UM Women's Soccer Team. But, Andrew, you were in Pullman, Washington, last weekend to cover the Grizz in the NCAA Women's Soccer Tournament. Just your thoughts? I mean, how far away is Montana? Because they have consistently reached this point. What's the next step for this program? Well, it's really interesting, and this is something that I've thought about a lot. I mean, I wrote a little story on Skyline Sports about it. They're to a place right now where they can compete with these teams. I thought they competed really well with Washington State. They had a chance to take the lead in the first half when Allie Monroe put a shot off the, the top of the crossbar. Three to nothing was the final score of this game, by the way. But the Grizz did have it at just one to nothing for most of the first three quarters it was, of the game. It was one to nothing until the final twelve minutes. There you so go, the, yeah. you, you know, you're one play away from possibly going to penalty kicks, where it's anybody's game. The difference is, is that they have to play so much different from how they usually play to compete with these teams. They have to right. bunker a little bit. They have to defend a lot more. They don't have the chances. So they're at a point where they can do that against a lot of the teams in the country. The next step for me is is being able to play your game and, and attack and possess the ball a little bit against these teams, and I don't know if they ever get to that point. I mean, it's so such such a huge step, uh, especially in a game like soccer where, you know, you, you can bunker and defend and, and hope the other team doesn't score even though they have possession and everything, but to actually, uh, you know, be playing your game against these teams is a lot more difficult. So I'm excited to see if Chris Chitovitsky can get the program to a place where they can do that, but they played really well for the game plan that they had against Washington State. Kept it close until the end. It was a great atmosphere in Pullman. Super happy I went. Super happy you went as well. Thank you, Andrew. Very good. We will uh, continue our coverage of Grizz Soccer, one of the best things going in the state of Montana right now for any of the Big Sky Conference programs in the Treasure State. Tomorrow, big day coming at you. Dane Oliver, Missoula Sentinel, Rob Stanton, Billings West. Get you all prepped up for Friday night's state championship game here in Missoula. First one. Since 1994, our good friend Carolyn, which doesn't know sports, she has apparently got 20 questions ready for us here as well. And we'll have a whole bunch of other great interviews and insight for you. 4 p.m. tomorrow right here on ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. It's Nuanas Now. Have yourself a phenomenal evening. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.